In this episode, you're going to learn how to manage the objection that comes up at the end of every year, which is let's push this off until next year, how to not come across as a pushy salesperson when managing objections, and the importance of the discovery process when managing objections. This podcast is designed for people selling in the B2B space who are looking to create more opportunities and close more deals. Welcome back to the How to Sell podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm honored and excited that you've decided to join us for what will be a very tactical episode today. Now, if you're a first-time listener, we just want to say welcome. We hope you take away some insightful, actionable content that'll help you sell more. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you very much for showing up each and every week. We value you in our community And as always, I'm excited that I have a co-host. I have a co-host with me and uh, he's wearing, I don't know why he's wearing the top that he's wearing because they are probably the most underperforming. It's like having, it's like having Salesforce, the biggest tech stack at your disposal and you've got no salespeople. (laughs) Well, with that lovely introduction, I'm Dave Pastuka, co-founder, CEO and co-host of the show. I, for those that are listening, if you're listening to this episode and not watching us on YouTube, I'm wearing the Chelsea Football Club uh, jersey, Pride of Blue. And you've got to support the team even during tough times, Luigi, not just be a, a bandwagon jumper uh, supporter like you are. And you can put that that's Zlatan, but a little bobblehead. Zlatan says. Anyway. We, we... Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's ho, get ho, ho. It. I love the jolly uh, fat man in red. Love Christmas time. The kids love it. But my word, it is a tough time to sell leading up into Christmas. Everybody mm. wants to push it to the new year. People winding down. They don't want to start new projects. How the heck do you sell ethic- ethically, if I can say yeah. the word right, during this time without coming off like a bit of a sleazy salesperson, which mm-hmm. If you want to hit your goals, you're trying to push the deal across the line, how do you do this, Louis? And that's a good question, right? And you know what's interesting about this question and this scenario? In the consumer world, it's a great time to sell when you're leading to Christmas, yeah? Especially oh, yeah. like Friday's like, coming yeah. up. It's, it's just crazy time right now. And people start to buy because they're buying with emotion. They're getting to that Christmas period. It's rushing. They're not thinking about what they're spending. They're using credit cards. Incredible, Right. So, you know, in some industries, the actual, the Christmas period, you're seeing peaks of purchasing happening, right? But in the B2B world, it it can actually have the opposite effect. Now, often what we find in the B2B world, and this is why it's an interesting, it's an interesting equation and it's an interesting topic, right? Because often what we find is, and and this is where the consumer world and the B2B world kind of align, they, they collide, right? What's happening with all of us is we're getting to Christmas and our level of our priorities, um, our calendar, it's starting to get filled up, right? You've got school events, you've got, you know, potentially sporting events. um, You've got to go shopping. You've got family things happening. So what's, you you know, you're getting distracted. Yeah. And even though you're still working, you kind of start to think about other things and potentially it's easier to, to defer than handle before you're going on break, right? And obviously there's different countries, different markets. There's obviously a few different nuances around it, right? Because people have behaved differently in different markets. 
But in the markets where Christmas, and, and, and this is not just for Christmas, there are other events that are, are happening throughout the year where buyers sometimes say, let's defer this until after X. Yeah. You can always argue that there's an event every quarter. Correct. Uh, it'll be a social event, end of year. That's right. Depending on the organization, some end of financial year is January, February, some is mid year, right? So there's always yeah. going to be something that potentially the buyer might just say, hey, let's just defer this for now, right? Mm -hmm. And and look, and 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 sometimes their their reason for deferring is valid. Like Christmas time coming, I'm having a holiday. It's a valid, it's a valid reason. Yeah. But what we and this is very tactical. I want to make sure this is quite a tactical episode. What we as salespeople must really, really be disciplined around is when they actually put that concern, any concern, what we can't do is respond immediately and say, well, no, this is why you need to do X, right? When you say respond immediately, is this like, you know, I've just got an email back from someone saying, hey, yeah, we're going ahead, but we don't want to start till January. And the, the email, like this email just came through end of November. Sort of thing. Is that right. what you so mean by responding immediately? Yeah. So if, okay. if, that, if that, if that, you know, if you do get some sort of email or if you're in a conversation on the phone, they're saying, hey, Dave, this sounds great, but let's pick this up in January, right? And you say, well, actually, Dave, I believe we should do this now because of ABC, right? Because what's happening is you're not, the, 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 the buyer or, the, or, or the, the other person that you're talking to can sometimes not feel heard, right? So that'll create relationship tension. So we've got to be very careful about responding. Because when we respond, we're sharing our own perspective on something and we what we are trying to achieve an outcome, right? We're trying to fulfill our need. We go, well, I'm going to respond to We're being selfish. Yeah. We, we want to close the deal. Right? Yeah. So, and, and, and again, it's good practice to sort of be, and, and look, for most, for most of us, if you look at social styles, a lot of us in sales are your Ds, you, you, you know, you're more Ds and Is, right? Which is more direct. Um, influential individuals. We don't always think before we talk, right? And this is where we've got to be a bit more considered and slow down in our thinking and approach and, and holding the response skill behind our back is actually really, really important. So when we do hear any form of resistance or we do hear, you know, we want to defer something, you know, the, the best thing to do is actually completely agree with them. So, hey, completely understand with the Christmas period coming, you know, you, you, you want to look at picking this up in the new year. Now, this is why this answer is not just about um, that particular response that the, the, the buyer is giving you then. If you've done a really good discovery, if you've asked some key questions in the discovery process around project timelines, level of priority, et cetera, you can actually use that information to ask a considered-based question, right? And what do I mean by that? So early in the sales process, it's best practice to be asking questions like, when does this initiative have to be in place by? Because remember, they're not buying what we do, they're by the outcome we help them achieve. And we're trying to understand what is the outcome and when does this need to be in place so that you can achieve X outcome? And from a priority perspective, where does this sit in from a level of, you know, from a is it top priority? Is it middle priority? You kind of yeah. want to get an understanding of that early in the process, yeah? Even an understanding of, hey, based on where this sits on your priority list, how does this compare to the priority list of the executive team? Where does this rank on their list? Because if we're not seeking that insight earlier in the process, then we're 
we're kind of not understanding what the buying journey needs to look like for them, right? Now, if they've told you that, hey, we've got to have this in place by the end of Q1, just, you know, I'm role-playing here, by the end of Q1 because in Q2 we need to hire X people and the revenue growth that we're expecting needs to occur in the new financial year, right? So that's why we've got that sort of nine-month project to help us get to X. If they've shared that in the discovery stage and then they say to you, hey, we, we know we need to defer this to after Christmas, you know, ask the question. Say, hey, completely understand with everything going on, you're looking to defer this. Hey, do you mind me asking? And based on some of the project timelines and the other stuff that's happening, you know, in the new year, um, what will be the impact if we defer this on A, B, and C? Mm-hmm. And, you know, is this something that, you know, you can push off given the priority of ABC. Now, what you all consider the impact of, so that's one of my go-to questions, consider the impact of if we push this off to X and we start, you know, then consider the impact this will have on recruitment, on revenue, on whatever. Can, can that come across as a little bit condescending sometimes? It's all about it? Yeah, so this is something that's better, you know, to have over a call rather yeah. than email or even send it. Look, I know sometimes if I'm worried about how this might be perceived, because most times when people are reading an email, you know, they might read it in a negative light, yep. send a video or an audio uh, across, right? So they can yep. feel the empathy uh, coming through, right? Yeah. And, and again, that's why it's important. You know, there's so many things. This is why I love selling, Dave, because, and this is why I believe selling is a very, very hard profession because, it's not just all about, hey, the words that we use. It's about how we actually um, convey that message, mm. the pace and the tone. Depending on the person we're talking to, do we make it more of a direct message, more of an indirect message? Do we maybe, you know, restructure the way we deliver that message? And so, you know, the reason why we need to be thinking about this, and there's some really good data from Gong where they analysed a lot of calls and they actually show that when objections are, come up, and they're always there, right? Um, when objections come up, those that respond close less versus those that ask questions close more, right? Yeah. Because when somebody brings up a concern or, hey, we need to do, we need to defer, whatever, if we immediately respond, potentially we're not understanding what the concern is. So potentially they might be saying, hey, we need to defer. And if we don't ask a question, there might be something else that's causing them concern. It might not be the deferment piece. It could be some other things that is just causing them to say, you know what, maybe let's push this out a little bit further to do a bit more assessment. Maybe the business case isn't strong enough. And so it's easier to say we need to defer it because of Christmas versus, well, we've got some internal conversations that need to take place, right? And I'll give you an example. So there's somebody that, you know, a really good friend of the show um, and they're going through a process that we're looking at a, at a tech platform. I won't name the company um, or the platform. And as part of that selection process, um, the salesperson did a great job building a relationship with the, C, the C-suite. Um, but a couple of key reports to this particular person need to be involved in the buying process. They need to build that business case. Now, what this salesperson's done, thinking, hey, I've got the C-level on board, I can just push this sale through, and he's trying to push it through before Christmas. 
But there's some concerns that the buying committee have around implementation, the change management piece. They need to get risk sorted. Um, and th- they have valid concerns, right? Some would call them objections, yeah? Now, he's not hearing those objections. He's just completely going, trying to push this through, saying the sea level wants it, let's push it through, and it's causing some tension now. So he's creating tension. He's actually he's actually pulling and he's creating some what we call anti-sponsors in the in the org, right? Now they're seeking, they've gone to speak to other vendors because they're seeking some information. They actually need information for their business case that he's not providing, right? And because he's pushing his his need, he's not understanding where they're at and delivering information and helping them and facilitating that process, he's caused them to go elsewhere, right? And he's potentially going to lose the deal side yeah and again this this is uh, this goes back that's why this is such a big conversation right um it goes back to the fact they raised a concern an absolutely valid concern which was you know we 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 are concerned about you know change management we need to get the business case sorted we need to sort of evaluate where this sits we've got other priorities happening and he's not even he's going well you know your boss said we need to be doing this so he's kind of not hearing him. He's just responding, yeah? And he's actually gone above them back to the sea level to say, hey, we spoke about this, yeah, right? Okay. So and, and for me, that's kind of really bad practice anyway because you're not respecting the people that you're dealing with. Mm. Um, but that is – that, and this is a common occurrence, right? We see this quite a lot. So, you know, just to go back a step, whenever we hear, whenever we get any form of, hey, this event's coming up, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, financial year, the, 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 the best practice is to not respond. Keep the emotion, manage your emotions, hold the response skill behind your back and simply say, hey, completely understand with end of year coming, this is something you're thinking about deferring, right? You, you and this accept- is why it's critical to have more deals in the pipeline where you're not relying on, some, you know, on that single individual yeah. deal, right? Absolutely. And look- Sometimes, Dave, you're absolutely right. Sometimes timing is always going to be a factor. And no matter how skilled you are, how strong of a business case, especially in B2B sales, so many people involved, sometimes timing just, it just won't work this this month. They might need risk, legal, the CTO needs to sign off, whatever it is, procurement. Sometimes it just takes time. Yeah. But- when we do hear any form of resistance or any 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 you know objection, holding that response skill back is critical, right? Seek understanding. So um, again, if you've done a discovery, seek understanding to say, hey, are we for, from the impact of this project? Consider what this will have on the impact and how does that sit within the team? And because remember, you're a facilitator, right? But in some cases, you've also want to ask a question to seek understanding of is there an underlining concern that's sitting under under the water. So I want you to think about, you know, that that um, iceberg theory. Sometimes the objections are tip. It's actually not what's sitting underwater, right? And so when you ask a clarification question, you can kind of define is there an actual deeper concern that we need to address first? Because if we don't address that concern and if they've got questions, because remember, objections are simply they're requesting more information. And if we can't give them that information, they're answering the question from a different position of knowledge and education, and they'll fill the gaps. 
And sometimes they're filling the gaps with the wrong information. So that's why we want to ask questions to elicit and understand, is there something deeper there? Yeah. That makes amazing sense, mate. Louis, before I ask you a question, I've got something I want to ask you. But before I get to that, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a subscriber yet, subscribe to where you're listening right now. And if you love what you're hearing, share this with a friend or colleague. Yeah. Now, Louis, give me your top two or three things that you should not do in this situation, right? You've already said about not responding. Yep. Give me the other two and then let's wrap this up. So don't panic, right? You know, th- these are going to ha- things are going to come up. No deal is going to be perfect. There's going to be, you know, especially when you're dealing with multiple people, four, five, six people, and sometimes there's 10 people involved in the buying decision, right? In the buying journey, then things are going to come up. Don't panic. I mean, you're the facilitator. You are there facilitating. You've done this before, right? Um, so just the first thing is don't panic. Um, seek understanding and facilitate, right? Bring information together. And don't try to progress. This is the, the this is the key step. Don't try to push it, yeah, until you've got you've got alignment, right? Because and and seek seek out right where people might have concerns, yeah. So something that I've done previously, and you know about this, is mm-hmm. is what I'll I'm actually you know as part of the sales process is I'll send them a document, a Google Doc. And I actually say, hey, as you're going through the business case, as you're reviewing ABC documents, et cetera, you'll have questions. And other people will have some questions and concerns. I actually use that language. And I give them the doc and, and you know, sometimes I'll even put the topics and say, as you're, as you're reading through things, you might have questions or concerns in each section. Jot them down. Pop them in this document. I'll try to answer live, right, and give you a response on the side. And if, if, if there are some questions that I need to go and do some further investigation, then when we meet, we can cover those. So what you're doing, again, you're facilitating. You're reducing that tension. You're making them feel heard, right? You're also ensuring that all the information that they need before progress, progressing is happening, yeah? You're the facilitator. Luigi, as always, you've got more gold than Mr. Scrooge's vault, mate. So until <laughs> next time, we'll see you next week on the How to Sell podcast. And with Christmas coming up, Remember Luigi's takeaways. We'll see you next week.